0: Hello folks, long time no hear. (laughs) I'm back and I have a fantastic guest this week. Obviously this is season 2 episode 15 of the Alphorn podcast, sponsored by Betfred and produced by Feed Ignite. And my guest this week is Alexander the Great Volkanovsky. Yes, the UFC featherweight champion is on the podcast this week folks. We've had champions We've had former champions on this podcast, but I'm very proud to say this is the first time that we have an active champion. This guy is just a lovely fella, really good guy. A lot of people from his home country in Australia are very proud of what he's doing at the minute. You know, his his two big fights at Max Holloway, he beat Max Holloway twice, he's beaten Jose Aldo, he's beaten Chad Mendes. Um, he has a big upcoming fight at UFC 260 against Brian Ortega. We speak about that. and uh, We also talk about, we kind of um, dissect the uh, UFC 257. Um, the, both of the main events between Dan Hooker um, and Michael Chandler. And of course the, the shocker uh, main event between Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier. Where Dustin Poirier picked up a very big victory over Conor McGregor. So we dissect and kind of talk about UFC 257 and many other things he also played semi-professional rugby and before he got into MMA at one point I mean this guy has to cut weight to 145 pounds in the featherweight division at one point he weighed 214 pounds when he was playing semi-professional rugby so uh yeah really just a great story and a really determined guy and kind of what I find so interesting about him is anything he kind of ventures into anything he he wants to do he you know success kind of follows him so he's a very um yeah very inspiring guy so I really hope you enjoy the podcast and I'm, I'm delighted to be back folks and yeah we've a couple of more a couple more episodes coming in the next few weeks so I really hope you enjoyed them. but yeah this is the Alphorn podcast season two episode 15 Alexander Volkanovsky Game on. Get £30 in free bets from Betfred when you sign up and stake a tenner. Football, racing, rugby, boxing. Betfred have markets available on all of the biggest matches, races, fights and more. Download the Betfred app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Or sign up through Betfred.com. Game on. 18 plus begambleaware.org, UK and Northern Ireland only. First sports bet of £10 and over in one transaction, settled in 60 days. Odds evens, brackets 2.0 and over. £30 free bet paid within 10 hours of bet settlement, 7-day expiry. Payment restrictions apply. SMS validation may be required. Full terms and conditions apply. Please gamble responsibly. I'm delighted to be back with the podcast. We took a little break. And my guest today is the UFC featherweight champion, Alexander the Great Volkanovsky. How are you, pal? Thank you so much for coming on. No
1: worries at all, mate. Thanks for having me. I'm a big fan. Big fan of your work, mate.
0: I I think how we we came across each other was um, I did the McGregor Joe Rogan video last year. And I think I, I remember you you followed me. I was like, oh my God. Yes. <laughs> and um we kind of hit it off from from there. I'd been back and forth kind of DMing you.
1: Yeah, man, I've 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 seen a lot of a lot of your work, and like I said, a big <laughs> fans. So I've seen that most of your videos. Good stuff.
0: That's good. Well, look the the Connor the Connor impression was the one. I I'd been doing impressions for years, but that was the one. I suppose that kind of catapulted everything. You know. Uh. All right. <laughs> It's mad. Yeah, um, but how have things been for you? Obviously how how is it in Australia with the pandemic at the moment? Because obviously it's it's the Australian summer. It's summer over there now pretty much.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, so it's not too bad over here. It's not too bad over here. It's uh you know, we we end up uh we've been doing well the whole the whole time pretty much. But yeah. uh, then we uh, had a couple of cases then uh, we end up getting a few more restrictions. Uh, but mm. right now, uh, you know, again, we we, we stopped you know, the cases. We we you know we shut down the cases pretty quick. We did a good job of that. So yeah, uh, you know, I'm not in a red zone anymore, uh, which is okay. good. So I can travel uh, interstate. Uh, but um, but yeah, obviously there's still some spots that are that are red spots in Australia. But yeah, we're we're doing okay. How about you guys over there? It's, uh, oh, it's still uh, full uh, on, still solid over there. Yeah. Full
0: on lockdown. Um, and we, we were getting I actually I've I've just recovered from it the last week or so myself my fiance and our daughter uh we all got it
1: oh far yeah out.
0: yeah Yay. it was um it was it, it was it was a bit a bit of a weird one like we 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 were, were very we were very fortunate that it was it was mild in us it was very mild in her she's you know she's she's a healthy little baby so yeah. it was very mild in her but there was a couple of like bre- a couple of breathing problems here and there with, oh, with okay. the alison and, and myself you know at the, at the start i lost my smell and taste my taste and smell and everything Yeah, you know i hear that. i hear
1: that a lot every every time uh, someone's like I've, i haven't heard too many people that i know that had cases but the people that that have they said like they didn't really know it was like anything was there but they just couldn't taste anything
0: not to and know I'm like man like yeah it's weird man that, that'd that be that'd be odd and and my smell way. like i i could when 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 she when she did a number two the little one i couldn't smell anything <laughs> <laughs> well so i guess <laughs> it
1: that's the benefit here and there maybe yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the smell i didn't know about the smell I, i've heard people talk about the losing the taste but i didn't know you lose your smell as well oh
0: big time big time but listen it, it was yeah it was it was a bit of a nightmare been stuck in the house um so when when our isolation period was up we just we just went out for walks because that's that's all we can do with the restrictions in place it's a f- like five kilometers that's how far we can go you know
1: oh man how
0: long has it been like that for it's been like that a while huh uh, in Ireland, it's been like that pretty much since after Christmas. We like oh. our, our government kind of went, I suppose, balls to the wall at Christmas. Like everything opened up again, restaurants opened up again, uh, shopping centres, everything, and uh, they really paid the price because. by the time early January came along, uh, there was around eight thousand cases a day. Oh,
1: man. Uh, and I big one over there is?
0: Uh, they're they're okay. they they're, 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 they're getting yeah. through it. It's just crazy for like, f- yeah. sorry, five million people in this country. We're, we're a small country, so it's a high amount of cases.
1: But look, yeah, for that
0: many, for sure. we 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 were happy enough to have you know that the UFC has been on as well, you know, and the and the soccer's been on, sports is on, so that keeps that keeps me ticking anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so it's 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 a good thing. But listen, obviously. I want to talk about yourself. Um, you grew up in Shell Harbour in New South Wales um, mm-hmm. as a kid. And how how was that growing up there? What was kind of, what, what were your interests, I suppose, as a kid? Because I, I know I've, I've seen in interviews that like you, you you had a deep, you had an interest in the UFC from an early age. And I know we'll get to the rugby as well. Oh, man, it was, a, yeah,
1: man, just a small town. Just, a, you know, a, a normal small town. Uh, you know, we've... Just, yeah, like nothing really, you know, special about it. Again, not a big city, nothing like that. And so it's, you know, it's pretty crazy to see, you know, where I've come. Like, you know, that's that's something that, you know, I take a lot of pride in. Like, you know, no matter where you're from, no matter who you are, you can, you you know, you can take it to the top, it doesn't matter. But, you know, that's it, man. Just a normal kid too, man. Just a normal kid from, you know, a small town. But, yeah, man, like, you know, obviously I've always loved my sports. Mm. Uh, and through the family we've always loved martial arts So, like you said you know when I was young I used to watch UFC uh, mm. we used to have a, a chip we, it was a chip that you used to have in your like Foxtel or your like we call it Ostar or Foxtel he, uh, I'm not sure what you call it and you got a chip that's it's illegal. Like it was illegal back yeah. then. So you know, be careful talking <laughs> about that. But, but I mean, it's, uh, it was one of them. One of them chips that gave you all the channels. And uh, the first time I ever seen UFC was uh, you know I was just watching WWE, WWF at the time because we, oh, yeah. we were fans of that, Me, and my brother, and uh then we end up seeing Ken Shamrock uh, was fighting, and we're like, we knew Ken Shamrock from WWF <laughs> or something. And we're like, well, like what's going on here? Oh, cool, let's watch that. And then that was when he fought Tito um you know the first time so that's how long ago I was uh, I yeah. was getting into it so that come up live uh on pay-per-view because usually back then you, you know the only way to watch fights was I remember you get videos you get videos yeah. like 10 years later you know what I mean like yes. that's how it was. <laughs> I, I
0: <laughs> like, remember you know, the Ken and Tito with... episode the series that I remember that was crazy
1: yeah, exactly. So that come come up, and I'm like, oh, let's watch this. And we watch watching. I was like, oh shit, it's real fighting. Yeah. So uh, you know, I took a I took a liking into that uh, straight away.
0: Yeah, and obviously, I, I mean, I'm 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 a I'm a big wrestling fan, and we've had we've had a few people. Uh, we had uh, the Hurricane on the podcast. I don't know if you remember him, the superhero the guy, the Hurricane. Oh, all and, we, right. and we had a new guy, Finn Balor, on who's who's well, he's not new. He's he's been in the business a long time, but he's from Ireland as well. So yeah, I've, all right. The, back then, the wrestling with Austin and Rock, there was nothing like it, honestly. Oh my, nothing, nothing like seen. it, nothing like it. Um, <laughs> and obviously, you know, you in your background. You, like you did Greco-Roman wrestling at a very young age. You won a national title at the age of twelve. Am I right in saying that?
1: Yes, yes. Uh, that was a yeah a, a while ago. It was before I started playing at rugby league. I, I just uh, I used to go to. Uh, I think it was like a games night it was called. It was a, a PCYC, a Police Boys Club it was called. They used to have a, a, a youth night. So they had like a, like kids go there and like, you know, had, a, you know, sausage uh, sandwiches and all that yeah. type of stuff. They had all activities and they finished with wrestling. And uh, so we were there and they would just get like kids wrestling uh, at the end, like, you know, competing against each other. So, uh, you know, I went and and did that a couple of times over there, and I was doing really Mm. well. Like, I guess I've always had that in me. You know, I've always had that mongrel in me. I've always been strong. I've always been, uh, you know, a little bit different that way. And, uh, you know, the coach that was there was like, mate, you need to come and start Mm. wrestling. So I did that. And, mate, like, you know, I was only doing it for maybe one, two years, can't really remember, but. I was good at it you know And in I mean, that space very, very but in
0: that space of time you won a national title
1: <laughs> Exactly yeah I think I won I won a couple So you know yeah. I won a, you know again that uh, I won like a, a couple of uh, national titles, and mm. I was doing really good. You know, I could have st- uh, stuck to it, but you know, I was like thinking, "Man, I ain't wearing these skin tights. That you have to wear tights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, the whole full full <laughs> get up. I'm like, I ain't wearing that no more. I'm gonna go play footy with the mates. So uh, that sort of, that sort of where it. Uh, you know, that's sort of where 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 I stopped. I wish I stuck to it because I reckon I could have went pretty far. Yeah. Uh, especially at a young age, but it gave me a good base for rugby league and fighting and all that type of stuff. Yeah, so absolutely. Wrestling was good, man. Like it's not, it ain't easy, you know, at a young age, mm. uh, being in competitive sports like that, uh, you know, especially for what I do now, but I mean, just life in general, mate, you know what I mean? The, mm. the adversities you've got to go through in, in wrestling matches and training, uh, really does, uh, you know, help you in life as well. So it's a, it was a pretty good, I'm glad, I'm glad I did that. You know what I mean? It made me, uh, you know, it's made me a man at a young age. Yeah. You can say.
0: Well, as you know, like in 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 MMA wrestling is such a it's such an important tool uh, for so many fighters. You know, and it's obviously it's probably down to the fact that you, like that background that you have is one of the reasons why you're you're the the main man in the featherweight division. You're the champ, so you know definitely. Yeah, man.
1: Definitely it's, helps. It's, it definitely does, and it's it's funny because there's not many kids uh, around here that, that even in Australia that would wrestle like, and you know, it's not big mm. over here. So, um, you know, that, uh, again, I, every time I do, do podcasts or, or whatever it is, I, I talk obviously about my past and, you know, mm. and you start learning so much about yourself. You start, you know, you know, why am I the UFC champ? Why, you know, what got <laughs> me to, what made me who I am today? What made me be this, you know, tough mm. little bastard, you know what I mean? Like, what, <laughs> how, did, how did, how did, how did this happen? And then you know you just learn so much, and you know I think uh, you know wrestling at a young age, I think that really does um, did help. You know, like I said, it made me uh, uh, have that mongrel again. I've always had that mongrel, but it made me compete at a young age, uh, build like a a resilience, durability at a very young age. You know what I mean? So it's it's funny. Like I pretty much just uh, worked that out now talking to you. So
0: there you go. (laughs) Yeah, something else. (laughs) It gave you that competitive mentality, definitely. And obviously, you you. You stopped um, with the wrestling, but you got into rugby at a, at an early age, playing semi semi professional rugby. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, what, you played for the um, I'm right, the Warilla Gorillas. Is that am I? Yeah, you, not right? Yeah, you you nailed that, man. <laughs> Warilla
1: Gorillas, how's that?
0: But I I, I, I couldn't <laughs> believe it because I, I obviously, you know, when, when you're doing research, I was watching a lot of stuff from the Joe Rogan interview. Mm-hmm. And I think at one point, I mean, you're you're a 145 pounder, and you weighed 214 pounds when you were playing semi-professional rugby league. 214 and, pounds, yep. And and you play? I think the the position was was a front. I might front rower.
1: Yep. So front row is uh, yeah. you know like pretty much the the big. Like uh, I just put a photo up actually on my, my social media the other day with the guys mm-hmm. that play my position with me. And they're like, mate. I'm telling you, they're like, you know, three foot taller than me. You know what I mean? Like they literally, yeah. yeah. So that's 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 the position. Like you're just the the big bloke. You know, say Seathals NFL or or something like that. You're that the big blocker. You know what I mean? Like that. You know, you're the guy that gets the ball, just run straight, just do all the hard but yards. You know, what you mean? used so to you used
0: position. to bully these guys who were you know a, a, a foot taller than you. You know, with, with ease. That's yeah. what I heard. You just just to just throw them around.
1: Well, yeah, I guess I guess that wrestling background comes into play yeah, there yeah. as well. So you know, I've always been a solid fellow. Like again, I was ninety-seven kilograms, so two hundred and fourteen pounds, roughly like that. Mm. And so I've always been like you know a hard man to tackle, and a yeah. good tackler because I've got that lower center yes. of gravity. So um, you could yeah, you could imagine uh, me like now like again, I'm like I hold my own now, and I'm you know a fighter sixty-six. Like you know, I still train with. Heavier dudes, and you know I can still hold my own. So you could imagine yeah. me at ninety-seven kilograms, uh, just running straight. You know, hundred mile per hour. Um, had a little good step on me as well, like a bit of <laughs> a footwork like that. Still, you know, even as a big bopper, I had the good footwork. So, and a quick play the ball. That was that was my thing. Uh, you know, run straight, get the good you know, 10, 12 metres, whatever mm. it is, and get a quick play of the ball so we can just get, you know, the momentum rolling. So I won't get yeah. into too much detail of how you play the sport, but I'll, I did okay. I was actually pretty ah, it's good a,
0: at it. A, it's a great a lot sport of, as well, rugby. Yeah. It's, you know, it's huge, it's huge in this country too.
1: Oh, yeah, that's it. Well, mate, it, it's, it was good because obviously you've got that team sport, that, you know, team camaraderie uh, and the, the footy boys, the rugby league boys, you know, they, they, they like to party. They like to... Um, yeah, make the mad Mondays I don't know if uh, yeah you would know what a mad Monday is Do you know that's like uh at the end of a uh, or at the end of the like a comp you know when you when your last game whatever it is if you're in the grand final your, your 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 team their last the last game and then you pretty much just go on a on like a two three day bender like every year so it's just uh it's it's full on so yeah just a, I mean you're drinking all night uh, till the next morning we have things called uh no undy Monday so you're not allowed to wear your undies on the Monday and like, you know, just crazy things. If you're wearing your undies, the boys are just going to rip them straight off, you know, like you name it. Everyone's running around naked. Yeah, mate, it's, it's, it's chaos, but I mean, it was good fun back in the day.
0: Crazy. <laughs> crazy times, but good fun. That's, that's the main thing. And obviously, you know, wherever you go, uh, and whenever, whatever you do, success follows. Um, you won the player of the year in 2010, uh, mm-hmm. You won the South Coast Premiership, um, with the 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 Gorilla Gorillas. um, and you got man of the match in the final of one of those games as well. At uh, you know, talk talk me through. Obviously, I I I I hadn't seen that, but talk me through that. You know, kind of that season because I know you were kind of also you were you kind of stumbled into MMA as well, and mm-hmm. initially. You know, the MMA career was kind of a side bit of tra- sorry, the MMA was kind of a side bit of training when you were doing the rugby, but you just kind of became entrenched in it at, at one point, didn't you?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a yeah, my last year of football uh was the year we won the we won the grand final, run the premiership, mm. uh got man of the match, scored a 40 meter try. Uh so it was a, a good Beautiful. year for me. Yeah. So I remember that year I was a little bit lighter as well because I was uh starting to train i had a couple of fights that year as well so mm. so the the year before uh that like uh, in between the, the two seasons i i just trained to keep fit you know i wanted to keep fit yeah. for the next season of football so i went and trained at the local gym that i'm still at today uh you know i'm still at the same gym the, mm. the local gym here at uh wingdang I, li- I live at Wingdang at the moment mm. and um the first day i went there and uh you know and I've been there ever since. But I only went there for a bit of training. I, you know, I still remember. This is a story that I bring up. Like, I remember the first day walking in. You know, again, I wanted to keep fit. I was a, a bit heavy, getting heavy, staying heavy in between yeah. seasons. I'm like, oh, I can't get any more than 97 kilograms. I'm five foot six, if I'm lucky. Uh, 97. We cannot go over <laughs> that. So let's let's try and let's try and look after, let's try and look after that weight. So I went in there, and I remember walking in, and there was a guy at the front, a guy that I knew from school. Um, and he goes, he goes, what are you doing here? You'll get smashed before I even walked in, that's exactly what he said to me. And like, you know, I could have like just turned around, walked off and, you know, never seen a MMA ever again. Yeah. But, you know, I just didn't worry about it. I just sort of laughed it off acting like he was joking. Like, you know, I guess you could say it was a bit of a, a bully moment from him. Uh, but, you know, I'm not just going to smack him in the mouth or something like that. So yeah. <laughs> I just like laughed laughed it off and, and, and went in anyway and then talked to the guys and obviously – it was not like that in there. It was just, I just so had no like, I, I could have thought, like, oh, is this what it's like here? You know, all these egos. Mm. Nah, I'm, I'm no, it's not, not for me. But I went in there anyway, and I'm glad I did because it was totally different in there. And um, yeah, so I went in there, started training. And then again, like I ended up having a couple of fights because, uh, you know, I was pretty handy. Again, I had the rest of yeah. the background playing football. You know, I was tough. I was already known to be able to fight before that, to be honest. Yeah. So, uh, you know, from the, uh, you know, again, being young and silly. Mm. But, uh, so, you know, I've always had that in me. And then, you know, we, again, we, we played with rugby league. Uh, I won the, the grand final, had a couple of fights a year. It was a, a, a great year for me, but it was yeah. a year that I was like halfway through. I'm like, this is going to be my last year. So let's make sure we win the grand final, uh, which we did. Yeah, you know, man, of the match, you know, what a way to finish your what a way, sort yeah. of, a, yeah, yeah. So, you know, it all it all went well and that was, that made that decision even easier. I mean, all right, that's it, you know, that's, you yeah. do not get much better than that. Let's just leave it at that. And, uh, you know, I went to MMA and, mate, yeah, just yeah. through MMA, just, you know, it all went so, so quick. Seamless, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, it was a, a seamless transition. 22 years
1: old, I started MMA. 22 years old. So that's pretty wow. late to start. To yeah, start, it is. Uh, you know, And, it, uh, you know, was, so it's pretty good. So 10 years I've been in the sport, like starting MMA training. Mm. And, uh, you know, I've been, a, been champ for already, like, you know, over a year of it. So yeah. it's it shows you, like, if you look at it that way, it's pretty quick, you know. It's a pretty successful like, ten years, but yeah. at the same time, there was, there was times in between where, you know, uh, you know, I was doing everything I could, like you know, trying to get in the UFC and all that type of stuff. But mm. so some spot, some um, you know, uh, sections of my career, you could say, seemed like it was dragging on, it was taking forever. But when you look at the overall, you know, yeah. the, the timeline overall, you know, it's just pretty incredible what I've done.
0: No, absolutely, man. And obviously it was, as I said, it was a seamless transition into MMA. Um, because you know, you, you have that, as I said, going back to the wrestling background, did that help massively um when you started MMA? Was it kind of a natural thing? Because I know like your whole kind of I suppose that a lot of people talk about your ground and pound as one of your kind of best Qualities when you're when you're fighting. So that kind of the wrestling was that the huge advantage to you when you started your career in MMA.
1: Yeah, it was definitely a, definitely a,
0: my strong point. You know, when I yeah. first
1: started, you know, I've always again even playing and then picking team, up the other made,
0: tools along the way, obviously as well. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, exactly right. So when I first started, you know, that was that was my go-to. I was just like a bull. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if I grab a hold of yeah, like and I've always had the gas tank. I've always had that in me as well. Yes, so I've always had this stamina, never yeah. give up. Yeah, never give up attitude and. Um you, know, um, you know, I'm going to accept uncomfortable positions. I'm going to do what I can to get out of them. You know what I mean? Again, that never never give up attitude. So I've always had that mongrel. I've always had that strength and that good base from the wrestling. Mm. Uh, so, you know, the wrestling and grappling, I I uh, sort of, you know, obviously I did uh, I did wrestle a bit when I was younger, but, you know, I didn't do it for that long. So it's not like I knew everything. But, mm. I mean, the grappling, when I started with BJJ, a lot of that base, uh, you know, uh, helped a lot because I just had that natural instinct. My body just knew where it had to yeah. be. Uh, I guess I've just always been like that. You know, my body just knows where my balance is, my course, you know, strength, all that type of stuff. So going in, whether it was from wrestling and just growing up, little things that we did, or who knows. But um, I've just always had that. And that was a big part of, of my thing. And as you said, a lot of people early in my career, even in the UFC, like, you know, my first five fights in the UFC, mm. people would have just thought I was a grappler wrestler. You know, they would have thought I was just a, a guy that, yeah. you know, ground and pound brute, uh, you know, guy like that, pressure fighter that goes in there with overhand right and uh, takes you down and just throws people around and, and smashes their head through the canvas. But then you, you look at my last my last few fights and now people think I'm just a striker. Yeah. You,
0: know, the, you yeah. know,
1: they don't realize that I've got that ground game, I've got that wrestling background, you know. So it just shows you how much I've learned in that short amount of time.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, you, you fought, am I right in saying you fought in four different weight divisions Throughout your, throughout your MMA career so far. So you've, you've, you've kind of you've gone down. So you started at middleweight, down yep. to welterweight. Your USC debut, you were at lightweight. Yep. And then you kind of made that move to, to featherweight. So yeah, well, I
1: didn't really have a choice. I didn't really have a choice to uh, yeah. really fight at middleweight because, again, I was playing football. That was when I was playing football. So, uh, you know, I was still reasonably heavy, but that year I was mm-hmm. a little bit lighter. Because I I wanted to compete. So I ended up fighting at 85 kilograms, which Mm. I thought, you know, at the time I was cutting weight for that. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, you could, you could, you could imagine. But so, yeah. So I've, you know, again, like I'm looking at these guys, you know, middleweights, you know, you know what the middleweights look like. And, you know, they're cutting weight uh, with, they're cutting weight from, you know, a heavier sort of weight limit. But I mean, Mm. their body, is a middleweight body, you know what I mean? So yeah. these guys were much bigger, bigger than me. But again, like it was all I knew, I didn't look at them as bigger. That's again, I've been running at these guys for the last 10 years. You know what I mean? They've been running at yeah. me and you know, so I didn't, you know, I, I was like a little chihuahua that feels like he's 10 foot tall. That's just how it was. Yeah. So um you know yeah. what I mean. So it was I was a phase, but you know, again it started off at middleweight and then I slowly started coming down. Um, my only loss was at, at welterweight. That was again, you know, I thought, well, wait, maybe that's my division at the time. Is that uh, your you third fight? Third pro fight. Yeah, I yeah. know, fourth, fourth, uh, fourth, fourth uh, pro fight. I uh, had the loss, and that's when we were like, all right, you know, enough for the big boys, let's start going down to our, our division. And we started, uh, going down, and we haven't lost ever since.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, pal. It's been, it's just been an upward trajectory since I think you, <clears throat> before you signed with the U- UFC, it was a 10 fight win streak. Before you signed, so you were yep. just on a roll, and obviously, it's just been great since you signed with the UFC. You, you fought the debut was obviously, as I said, it was on light, it was in lightweight, and um, but then you moved down to featherweight, and uh, you climbed up the, the rankings in marvelous fashion. You beat uh, high-profile wins against Darren Elkins, Chad Mendes, and obviously one of the greatest um, UFC featherweights of all time, Jose Aldo. And so it's just been, it's just been a great, it's been a wild ride. And then, you know, we get to the title shot against Max. And I think I was over the course of 2016, you came into the UFC. So it was over the Mm -hmm. course of three years to kind of get to that point where you got the title shot against Max. And I know you kind of said that the career was kind of at points in, in your career, it felt like it was going on forever. But how, how were those first kind of three years for you in the UFC to get to that point?
1: Uh, yeah, like, again, me, I'm the type of person that, you know, I have always been, I want, you know, I want opportunities. I want to take opportunities that's going yeah. to move me forward. You know what I mean? Yeah. I need to move forward. Like you know, what You know, so I was trying to, at the start, you know, I wanted ranked opponents, you know, as early as I could. But, you know, yeah. it, ain't, it ain't that easy. You know, you need to earn that. So uh, especially in the competitive division like the featherweight. So I was, uh, so, uh, you know, the first couple of years um, seemed like, you know, or well, first yeah first year and a half or whatever it was, mm. you know, I was just fighting whoever, whoever they could give me type, type thing, you know, hoping that, you know, I'd get a ranked opponent sooner or later. But as soon as they started throwing, uh, you know, contenders at me, like yeah. and Darren Elkins was, was ranked number 10 at the time. Mm. Um, so I was like, you know, this is a, you know, this is a, 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 great opportunity for me. Cause again, like you go, you take out number 10, you're, you're in number 10
0: mm. and
1: uh, you know, these, again, he was a, he was a tricky fight at the time too. He was on a a, a crazy win streak. Yeah, um, He was known just tough. You know, he cannot, cannot finish this bloke at the time. Mm. You know what I mean? Like he was, he was like a Terminator that just didn't give up. <laughs> so they're yeah. never fight. They're never, they're never fun, fun guys to fight. But I mean, I'm like, mate, this is my first ranked opponent. Let's do it. Take it on. You know what I mean? So it was a, uh, that's exactly what happened. And then as soon as I got that win, you know what I mean? I was like, because I knew well, Chad Mendes was on the same card and he got the finish and I knew he's going to be yeah. ranked number five. You know what I mean? I want to I call him out because, again, he's a big name. He's yeah. going to be ranked high. Uh, you know what I mean? This will get people talking. This will get me in the next, box, next spot. Mm. Like who, call, who calls out Chad Mendes? You know what I mean? I don't think many people want to yeah. call out Chad Mendes, you know, back in the day. Yeah. But, again, I was the type of person that be like, all right, I know I can beat any of these guys and I want the opportunities that's going to move me forward. Um, I in 10, i I'm you know, rank number 10. Now I fight, uh, Chad Mendes, I'll get to rank number five. Mm. And then, you know, you're, you're, you're in the talks to like being right up there. So I'm like, let's do it, take it on. So that's exactly what I did. Mm. And then, you know, again, and after that, you know, obviously that was a, a fun fight, a big fight for me as well. That really opened a lot of eyes and, who else was there after that? Again, Aldo. He was on a tear, obviously after his title run, and then he ended up. You know, he was just taking out contender after contender. There was always number one contenders fighting him. He would take him out, and then he would stay on that number one contender spot. Hmm. Then the next contender will come. He did the same thing. But I'm like, man, again, this is opportunity uh, to fight. You know, so I, I called him out. I'm going, you know, I fight him. Whether it's in his home country, which I did fight him, Not many people want to fight Aldo in his home country, no. a three rounder, especially back then. Again, this is when he was on the tear and he was knocking everyone out in the three rounds. So I was like, man, but again, this is ranked number one. He's ranked number one. This is going to get me to ranked number one. You know, this is a mentality I got. I don't care what the challenge is. If this moves me forward, I want in. I want mm. that. Give me that opportunity. I don't care where it is. Yeah. In Brazil, hometown hero. The crowd <laughs> screaming, you're going to die in, uh, in in Portuguese. You know what I mean? All right, whatever. We're, we're going to have to do it. Let's do it. So, you know, uh, we went in and done that. You know, it was it was crazy. Even though I had to miss my, my best mate's uh, uh, wedding, I, I thought I was going to, but he ended up moving his wedding for me, made that uh, decision ah, a bit easier for me. Gem- so how's that? What <laughs> <Yeah>. a gentleman. <laughs> they, literally, they literally changed the date of their wedding uh, so I could go and fight a fighter aldo they knew how big of an opportunity they knew i couldn't really miss miss it and he was my best mate you know uh, he was a yeah i've known him my whole life so he was like nah i ain't having the wedding without you we'll just postpone it so they (laughs) they did that and you know i went there and obviously took that number one spot solidified myself as a the the number one contender so man again that's that's my mentality that i have had at a a young age you know whatever you know just whatever's going to help us move forward.
0: Yeah. It's a fair, in terms of opponents, obviously a very similar climb to a certain Irishman as well, you know, mm-hmm. back in 2014 and, and, and 2015. And, you know, then we get to Max and, and Max has obviously greatly improved since his loss to McGregor. He's on a huge, Fight, win, fight uh, win streak. I think I think he might have lost to Poirier before he he mm-hmm. he came up against you. But at featherweight, he was on a on a roll. And then, um, obviously, you you reached the pinnacle of your career. And I, I know uh, it was unbelievable. It was an, a very emotional moment for you, um when you know your your hand was raised. Um, you know, talk me through that first fight against Max, and just the overall elation at the end of it because it really was the hard work had paid off so much.
1: Well, mate, that that's exactly right, and you know, again, we haven't even really talked about the the sacrifices that you have got to make yeah. to to have this career, and all uh, obviously the sacrifices for the family. Financially and all this type of stuff throughout your career, so you could imagine that the build up was it, it wasn't easy it was tough there was a lot of sacrifices so to go out there and you know uh, obviously we had we had a game plan we knew uh we knew how good of a fighter max was you know what I mean but at mm. the same time, we knew what we had to do uh we knew our skills and what we did good, so we went out there and uh, you know just completely shut him down you know and, and uh, as I said like you know there's there you know there's there's levels to to this game, you know what I mean. And, yeah. You know, people use that use that all the time, but uh, I feel like it's just overused that that word. But there really, there really is, and you know, uh, and you know, Max has proved that with so many of his uh, opponents as well. So it just yeah. shows that we are right up here. This chess battle that we were having uh, in that in that fight was a uh, was incredible. It was mm. it was amazing. If you really look into it, you know what I mean. The, the things that, that was happening in that uh, in that cage, you know, sharing that sort of a uh, that moment. We've, you know, two of the best uh, featherweights, you know, going at it, you know, yeah. back and forth. But, you know, again, like, you know, just for me to go out there and shut down people talking about him as a goat and everything like that, to, to just shut him down. And pretty much, you know, every exchange come out, uh, you know, on top. You know, I was always mm. finishing with the last punch and, you know, just just really shut him down and just amazing performance. Uh, you know, it was a massive moment. So, again, we knew we could do that. We knew that, you know, that's how the fight uh, was going to go. I was saying that before. But, I mean, going out there and doing it is different. And then, you know, there's a pressure you have uh, wanting to hold, you know, uh, to stick to a game plan, to stay composed, to, you know, there's, a, there's this pressure that you hold. Like, it's a pressure. It's weird. Like, you don't yeah. know it's pressure. But you're trying to keep yourself level, Yeah. You're trying to, you know, there's things you need to do. You need to make sure you're in a state of mind where you can do all these things without letting the emotions fly uh, and things like that. So, so it was, there's like a pressure. So after the fight, you go there, you get that belt wrapped around your waist. Now I don't give a fuck about the emotions, let them fly. You know what I mean? So I'm just (laughs) sitting there and, you know, ah, man, like, you know, just amazing moment, you know, all this hard work, sacrifices for the family. Now I could take this belt, you know, I missed out on Christmas. Um, you yeah. know, just the year before I missed out on Christmas and or like, you know, a a New Year's. So this that was a just before Christmas the follow the the year after Perfect. when I fought Max. So I was like, yeah, I can bring, you know, I've got this belt, I can take this belt back home to yeah. the family, to Australia, you know, to to my team's, uh, you know, early Christmas present, you know, back home. What, what a way to do, it. you know, support has always been incredible. Yeah. And for me, it, it's an easy way to 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 repay all that, that support by just winning and yeah. bringing that bill back home so you know it was an amazing feeling for me and you know it's incredible
0: absolutely man absolutely and how how is it? obviously you, you know you, you said about your hometown and where you grew up it was a small enough town i'd say that that was obviously a great celebration when you got back home as well i'd say a lot of people were happy for you as well
1: yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. Like a, again, like a, there's a well Illawarra we call it. So the Wollongong, and so mm. we've got like a small uh, city, you could say, like not too far away. Yeah. But where I am is just you know a s- smaller town. But again, there's a still a big uh, community, the the Illawarra, mm. and the backing that I've always had from them uh, was incredible. Mate, there's a not a, you know There's a not a pub in the in the whole of Illawarra that isn't completely full you know when i fight so you know it's it's pretty incredible Brilliant. so it's good i always get everyone to send yeah. photos to me oh yeah videos and things like that and like i'm like fuck i wish i was there you know <laughs> I wish I was there watching me fight with them because then fucking it's a good time you know i love that you know that
0: you're there in the locker room and you see yeah
1: it's so much bigger it's so much bigger than me you know what i mean like i go out there and i do yeah. what i do but me seeing uh, my, my family look at the belt, my team look at my belt, my family, I mean, my mm. friends look at my belt, or the support cheering for me, I get more out of that than me looking at the belt, if that makes sense. You get know what I mean? Mm. Like, obviously, I, I love what I've done. Obviously, I, I appreciate having the belt. But at the same time, I, I'm i not a selfish guy at all. You know what I mean? This is mm. so much bigger than me. And that's, a, the, you know, that belt represent so much more than just oh, yeah, I am the champ so it's um you know it's, it's it's good it was good to to come home and uh show show the you know show the Illawarra show Wollongong show my hometown you know uh, yeah the the gold show them the gold
0: is
1: good absolutely
0: and obviously you know you you, you get to rematch with Max again and it's a little bit of a closer fight than than the first fight you win. You you won that fight via split split decision. What 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 were your thoughts on that fight? I personally thought you won. I watched yeah. it back. Well no. I watched it. But I watched it back before. I watched it obviously when it was on, and I watched it back before I came on. I thought um, you were the slightly slightly better performer than Max. He obviously put up a better performance than the first fight. Mm-hmm. Um, talk me through that fight, and obviously as well. You know, what what do you think of Max getting? Another, another rematch, obviously, if you get past Brian Ortega at UFC 260.
1: Yeah, well, man, it's a uh, like, obviously, this was deep in, in COVID, you know what I mean? This is deep in uh, mm. uh, the whole, uh, the whole uh, pandemic where this was nothing was happening. Uh, you know, I, I was we were in the lockdown and not being able to train and all that type of stuff. So mm. that's pretty much how the whole world was. And then they give us six weeks' notice to, to, to fight for this. But I mean, it was on Fight Island. Uh, you know, free title mm. fights. We just knew how big of an opportunity this fight was, you know what I yeah. mean? Even though we were like, you know, look, we only got six weeks to prepare. And again, like, you know, you know, all, uh, you know, again, obviously, you know, people are going to say what they want and me and, and Max are going to say what we want. But, mm. but at the same time, I still respect him as a fighter. So we know in My yeah. team, we respect it, his team as well. We know they're smart. We know that they're, you know, they're a good team. We know he's a good fighter. We're like, you know, this is a, this is a big fight for six weeks notice. Mm. You're the champ. Not many people would. Would defend their belt on six weeks' notice, you know what I mean, and yes. against someone like Max. But again, like we we try to weigh the pros and cons. Obviously, such a big card, fight Island. You know, we'd end up doing like you know crazy pay per view. So we're like, you know what, you know, we're, we let's we're gonna have to just take it on. You know, I couldn't couldn't go to New Zealand. I usually go to New Zealand for my camp and things like that. Mm. So it was different. But again, we had to weigh the pros and cons. But we went in there, and you know, Max again. Change, adjusted. we didn't expect him to adjust from. you know, we we knew he could, but we're thinking there's no way he's going to change his his game from what he's been so successful his whole life. Yeah, you know, we didn't we didn't bank on that, but uh, you know he done well. Like so, credit to him to make a complete adjustment uh, in rounds one and two, like, as you could see. Like so, you know w- straight away we knew like all right, we need to start making adjustments mid fight, and uh, you know obviously uh, they were still competitive rounds the first two, but then we've max. Obviously, landing and then, then big shots right at the end, giving him them rounds. And we knew that we knew we're two we're two rounds down. Mm. You know what I mean? So this is this is a this is a a bad spot for someone to be in. You're two rounds down. Yeah. All he needs is one more round. So you know we're like you know obviously my team's like oh God, like hey we're too downy. Mm. We need these next three. Let's let's go. Let's start yeah. moving. We need to do more. It was weird. It was a weird. Again, I'm not the type to make excuses, but I mean it was it was weird. No crowd and all that. It was very very hard to.
0: I'd imagine so. Well, that's your that's yeah. your first fight since mm. since winning the belt, and the, and there's no crowd there. So I'd imagine that is a bit of a strange sensation. It, it, I'd say it's yeah. weird. It's weird. It's it's uh, the uh, it's uh, you go in there and usually you, you, I'm
1: really good at controlling my emotions when I when I fight. Like with big crowds, mm. I can keep myself at a good level. But I can use that energy. You know, I'm sharp. My my reactions are there. Mm. Everything's on. But I'm keeping level headed where I try to do the same thing with no crowd and I was just well underdone. So everything I did was forced. Like I had to, you know, my body was not reacting how it should, you know what I mean? There was nothing like that. So, and then I, I sort of picked up on that, you know, after round two, I'm like, Oh man, the boys are going, you've got to do more. And then I, Pick had to up the adrenaline, yeah. yes, yes. I go, yeah. you need to uh, force. Like I told myself, I go, you need to make things happen. Don't wait for opportunities the reactions ain't there, you know what I mean? Like yeah. uh, oh you just was not there. So I had to just make my opportunities. I had to force my punches, force everything. Yeah. Which was a, a really, really weird situation to be in. And uh you know obviously that round the third round was competitive. Uh but we knew like you know going back we're like all right that's better. We're you know we're picking it up you know we are you know we we yeah. believe we had the round so we're like we need the next two uh you know what I mean so that's just how we were we were thinking the whole time the second rather the, the fourth round you know, we we knew we got it. So then the fifth, we need this last round. You know what I mean? And I know, you know, you hear their corner saying the same thing. It's close, Max. We need this last round. Same as my team. Alex, yeah. we need this last round. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously we went out there and got the job done. So, you know, when the decision was being made, we are quite confident that we, we had the last three uh, yeah. rounds. So, you know, when the judges are seeing that. But again, people are going to, you know, obviously they're going to be emotionally invested. You know, he's got yeah. a big fan base. And not a, you know, there's a lot of things that, that come into play, especially, so you say, you you, you know, who won the fight. I guess you, you've you been watching the game for a long time, so you know mm. how the, the scoring system works. Again, the, I know yeah. we had two first rounds were, were big, uh, the yeah. first two rounds, but at the end of the day, that don't mean nothing. You've got to let them go. The last yeah. three rounds, you know, they don't carry on into the last three rounds. Well, people are going to forget that. But at the, at the same time, man... Close fight. You're always gonna you're always gonna get people carrying on. So obviously yeah. there was a, a lot of people saying that, but the judges uh, saw exactly what we 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 thought happened mm. as well. So and that's what matters. It
0: goes. us put a- it
1: this way. Put it this way. Without without uh, showing it. Uh, without being too disrespectful. If there was ever going to be a day that you know I you know I was going to lose or like if match was going to beat me, that was a day. Yeah. Because I was I was not on. You know what I mean. Yeah. Like I said, uh, I'm not saying he maybe. Uh, obviously, he looked good. You know what I mean. So yeah. for people to say he wasn't on, but let's just you know again, I don't yeah, like to make yeah. excuses. But it's pretty obvious that I was, uh, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't in the where 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 I, where I definitely could be. Mm-hmm. It didn't look like how I did the the first fight. Uh, but right now, you know, we're we're already in good nick. So uh, yeah. you know, go, coming into this fight with Ortega, uh, yeah. you know. I've got uh, plenty of notice, which is good. And, uh, you know, mate, I'm already starting at a really good base, which we didn't have that opportunity last time. But again, no excuses. It was a close fight. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Again, if he was ever going to beat me, that was a day. Sorry, mate. It, go, it,
0: <laughs> it goes back to what you said as well. And when we were talking about the first fight, it's it's kind of like a chess match between the two of you. You know, it's it's two, two fantastic competitors as well. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's brilliant. It really is. But, the, yeah, the fight with Ortega... And um, he obviously made it, he had a, a, a great return fight. Um, I think it was, was it last year? He, yeah, he came back last year. Yeah. Um, and he, obviously he's known for his jiu as well. So I think it's going to be, it's, it's going to be a very, it's going to be an excellent fight between the two of you. Um, Max obviously has, has beaten Brian Ortega before as well. You've beaten Max twice. So yeah, I think it'll be interesting. And as you said, the camp is great there's kind of there's a lot more time to prepare than than the last time than the last uh, fight so yeah it's it's good it's good to hear that you you know everything's going well in the camp
1: yeah, well, it is you know again this is uh ortega obviously showed in his last performance that he's uh definitely uh leveled up you know he's definitely uh <laughs> made some changes and, he had a you know, two year uh,
0: break, think- i believe didn't he? Yeah, or
1: something like that. Yeah. So, you know, he was talking about how we had so much things to work on and uh you know, he was saying these things before his last fight. You know, whether you believe it or not, you you know, you don't know. But then he went yeah. out and showed that he was a complete different fighter. Obviously, you could see that um, you know, again, I don't know who his team was before that, and I don't mean that in any disrespect, but you could see that they made big changes. Yeah. Uh, you know, they've you know, they did studying they, you know what I mean? Like they're they're really breaking down uh details and you know, yeah. Uh, that I really did notice in the in in his last fight. But again, uh, you know, again, this is an a 2.0. You know, I believe that. But at the same time, you know, I just feel, feel like I'm on another level. Uh, what he knows uh, now, I've known for a long time. You know what I mean? I just feel like I'm just going to be too much. Um, again, he's dangerous though. He's always going to have that kill instinct, you know, looking yeah. for that big, you know, if things aren't going his way, he's going to be looking for them big knockouts. Uh, you slip up on a takedown, he's going to wrap that neck up so quick. You know what I mean? So there's still a lot of, new challenges that I need to be very, very yes. be, uh, careful of. Uh, so, you know, I'm really looking forward to this, but, you know, at the same time, I just believe I'm on another level. No matter who's in front of me, you know, I'm just going to show them that I'm the best player in the world. I'm just going to keep doing it.
0: Absolutely, pal. Absolutely. Um, we had two UFC 257 on the weekend and it was um, a, cra- a, a crazy uh, card. Obviously, the two main events, your, your, your teammate, Dan Hooker, so for a very a, an unfortunate loss against Michael Chandler in his debut, what did you think of Michael Chandler on his on his debut? Because I know there was a lot of talk about him, and um, before he kind of came to the UFC.
1: I've been aware, aware of Chandler uh, for a, a long time, so I mm. knew he was always a good fighter. I would see that wrestling in the background, and and yeah, uh, you know, I haven't watched too much uh, footage of him, but. Uh, again, I train with a uh, Dan Hooker. Uh, you know, when I'm in New Zealand, but you know, I haven't mm. been through this whole pandemic. We haven't been. I haven't been able to go over there. Yeah. So uh, you know, I didn't know how camp and that was going or or anything like that. But you know, I was I was a confident man. Like especially with Dan, like you know, he's got a wicked chin for one. Mm. So I'd never expected him to 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 get uh, knocked out by Chandler. That was never. You know, if I thought Chandler could win, it would be pressuring and win a decision that way. Um, uh, but that's the reason why I thought, uh, Dan was going to catch him as well. The pressure, him maybe shooting desperately. He might get his neck, you know, cause Dan knows how to wrap up that neck, uh, or catch him with a knee coming in or, or mm. just catch him on the outside as he's trying to get desperate to, yeah. you know, cut that range, getting caught. But, um, you know, he did really showed a, showed a bit of patience, you mm. know, he faked coming in a couple of times and then. Did well, went low, and then come up high as he stepped over and really, really, really uh, broke that distance. Uh, you know, change it really mm. bridged the gap very well. And you know, so credit to him. You know what I mean? I didn't expect him to knock out a uh, Dan. You know, obviously yeah. Dan being a teammate, you know, hard to watch. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, you know, uh, you know, Chandler did a uh, did surprise me that one.
0: Mm. And obviously, the you know the main event, McGregor and Poirier. It's 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 one all between those two. What did you? What I mean, it was a shock for everyone, I suppose. I think, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people were expecting Connor to come in and give the world his signature performance. What do you think was was his downfall? I thought, I thought his stance was a little different. His stance, he had, he kind of applied a, a boxing stance against against Poirier, which he had never kind of done before. He'd always had that karate stance, and obviously those leg kicks were were a killer.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's a uh... Believe that he wasn't ready to use his hands more. I think he did want to box more. Um, whether that's because all this boxing talk that you're hearing, all these fighters are talking about being the best boxer, and that maybe he wanted to prove something. Mm. But uh, to be honest, man, like I don't don't feel it was ring rust. Uh, because I felt you know early, uh, Connor looked sharp, I still thought his hands were on point. He he did exactly what I expected him to do. I expected Connor to win, I expected him to put the pressure on, like he always does, get in your Mm. face, you know, and then a really, really Uh, you know, heat things up early. So to get you panic punching, you know, things like that, you know, that's what he does. He really gets in your face and then makes you panic punch. That's what I call it. Uh, And then he just counters him and he has been working for him for years. You know what I mean? It's it's very hard to, to, to not react to that. You know what I mean? You need to just not engage at all. But, you know, I felt that uh, Dustin still sort of engaged and he got tagged a couple of times really early and mm. I was saying this, yet yeah, this is exactly how I expected it to go. So I'm like, you yeah. know, this is it. Connor's going to dust him. You know, uh, that's exactly how I thought of it. And you've seen him get caught a little bit. And then you see Dustin be like, you know, shit, what yeah. am I doing? You know, don't get caught up in the shit. And then, like, you know, he sort of uh, threw it and then you, you see him look for that takedown, which I thought was a good idea. Yeah. Whether he got it or not, you know, it doesn't matter. Let's just zap a bit of life out of Connor. Mm. Yeah. Let's, let's get that lactic build up, you know, because we know Connor is very fast twitch. That lactic's going to come. So I think it was very smart for him to do that. I was surprised that uh um Connor was when he was turning uh Dustin back in the cage, I thought he would disengage a little bit more, but they'll have mm. that little shoulder, shoulder battle. Shoulder, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I thought there was a couple of times that, that Connor could have uh, disengaged and got away, but mm. um and got turned a couple of times. And you know, again, like there's there's lactic, even though he still probably felt fresh, your muscles that lactic builds up a little bit, you're not as you know, you're not as sharp mm. as you were. But again, they they, they disengage and he still was looking good. And then Connor, I mean, sorry, Dustin landed a couple of those leg kicks. Uh, And Mm. you've seen him buckle his legs a little bit, which I didn't think too much that's going to happen. Get him off balance and that, which is a good way to break someone's rhythm anyway. Uh, Mm. Hence why I was using that a lot with, uh, with, uh, with Max. But not just that. There Was one of them that got the calf, and you you seen like because uh, yeah. his, his knee was bent a bit, it got him, and then he wanted to straighten his leg. and You mm. can see there was a delay in the when he straightened his legs. Yeah, and I was like, Oh, his legs dead! Like, I could see that he couldn't put the weight, it took him yeah. a while to straighten. It was a, a very little that, uh, uh, you know, it was probably hard to see, but I remember seeing him going, That's it, his legs dead, and then the, the stance changed again. You're saying that his chance names from the last fight. But then on, he went from that boxing wider stance, you know, ready, yeah. to then he shortened them legs. That leg was yeah, – he couldn't put that weight on. He actually bring yeah. his front leg, the leg, leg, and he bring it right back. Yeah. And then when you started seeing him countering after that, uh, his punches were a lot shorter. He couldn't stand, he, use his range as much, he so he was yeah. missing. Mm. And then uh, that's when that's when Dustin just started landing hands. Yeah. And it just went, it went sour from there.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I do think, I, I mean, I do think he'll be back. You know, one thing that Connor does, he, he, he learns from uh, the mistakes in his fight game and tries to kind of redeem them in, in the following fights. But yeah, it was, it was a bad loss for him, obviously. It was a tough loss coming back um, after a year break. But I have seen, I, I wanted to talk about it as well, I have seen that you are also interested in fighting Connor at some point as well. At, at 155 what well, well like yeah
1: it's just uh, obviously you know you look at that lightweight division and there's there's a lot of interest up there but, yeah. you know I, I, I do bring it up I get asked about it a lot mm. Uh so it's definitely something that I see happening but like it you know, obviously I've got Ortega in front of me and I want my yes, division course, you know yeah. I've always made it clear that I've got defences yeah I want that GOAT status and I don't think I'm that far far from it mm. but uh you know so, you know, I want defenses in my division. I want to I want to take out my division. Mm. And this year I'm expecting a big year. I want a couple of fights this year, you know, two or three fights if I can get that. But again, then you've, you've got a little bit of history there with the fact that Connor has fought in my division. Yeah, he's another champion. I've beat yes. I beat every other champion in my division, uh, except mm. Connor. So obviously that's that that makes a lot of sense that way. Uh, then you've got the money fight and all that type of stuff. Obviously, you know, who you'd mm. be, you'd be lying to yourself if you said you didn't want that fight. You know what I mean? So yeah, again, that loss, that loss is a big loss for, for Connor, but you know, it's Connor McGregor. So if he bounces back, he says he wants to get straight back in there, which I think is a good idea for him. Yeah. You know, he wins once or twice. Everyone's, you know what I mean? He's the same kind, Everyone's you know, talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's talking. He's got, he's got that hype behind him. You yeah. know what I mean? And so it's, uh, it's okay. I feel like mm. if he just uh, gets back in there, um, yeah, I, feel, I feel like that'd be, be good for him. So, you know, a couple of fights yeah. for him and then a couple of fights for me to really get myself right up there. Mm. Uh, and then that's, uh, that's when, uh, you know, that's when I'd love to look at, at a fight like that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I want to talk about your, your teammate Israel Adesanya. Um, obviously this, this guy is just a, a, another phenomenon Um, in the in the UFC and if you're the two you guys are in freestyle fighting there's two champions the featherweight champion and the middleweight champion so it's I'm sure that gym is just thriving at this very minute and he's going for he's going for the for the double champ status uh, against Blakovich. what like what's I mean he's such he's he's such a a unique fighter. It, it, just everything he does. It's kind of he's like uh, it, this. He's a new kind of version of Anderson Silva, but I think he's a lot more exciting than Anderson Silva. And um, that's you know I really do. I think he's he just brings so much to his game. What what's your kind of prediction for him moving up to light heavyweight and going up against Plakovic? Yeah.
1: Uh, Pl- uh we because Israel again. He's from City Kickboxing, so they're from New yeah. Zealand. So I, I I'm uh, I'm teammates with them. But again, I only go there. Because uh, I'm yeah. a freestyle fighting gym, he's city kickbox, and I yeah. go there and do a camp. So Sorry, like a yeah, yeah, trips. yeah, yeah. But um, but yes, yeah, so I haven't uh, been able to, again. I haven't been able to go there for like a, a, the year. But it's uh, mate, like obviously, like, exactly what you said, mate. He's a you know he's a real deal. Obviously, he's proved that. And uh, when it comes to level in striking, uh, you know he's got to be the. There's no one like him. I don't care yeah. what anyone says. There's no one that's at that level. No, there's no one that can see what he sees in there. That can do what he does in there that can mm. his body react to how his mind thinks, you know what I mean? Like all these little things and, you know, all tools, you know, it's just, it's next level uh type yeah. of striking. And, you know, <laughs> obviously showing that. And I think uh this fight that he has with with um, Jan mm. is a good fight for him. You know I mean? I really yeah. do. I think uh, this is a good fight for him to move up to light heavyweight. I think it's, you know, again, obviously people are going to go, oh, power this, power that. But, you know, I think he showed that power mm. doesn't matter in his last fight. Power doesn't matter if you cannot touch him, if you cannot get in on him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, there's power and then, you know what I mean? It's, you've got to get in there. And there's mm. no one that can work the range better than, than Israel. Yeah. So getting in close is going to be hard. You know what I mean? You know, so, you know, Jan needs to really find ways mm. to surprise his entries and, and things like that. You know, he needs to, you cannot be one-dimensional with, with uh, with uh, uh, Israel let me tell you that and I, I don't mean that in any disrespect to Jan Jan's a great fighter but mm-hmm. I just feel striking uh, is he's on that much of a on a higher level that mm-hmm. I feel like the, the weight isn't going to be an issue so I cannot wait for him to go there I think he does get that chance status yeah. and uh, yeah, I'm happy for him again you know, you're a, a training partner of mine and uh, a great human being as well so you know uh, yeah. a, a lot of people uh, you know can probably don't you know again you you, you never know what, what these people are like you only seeing what you see Mm. uh on 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 the internet but um great great human being you know a really mm. good dude and uh you know he's like you know he's a family man you know he's a loyal type of guy you know and yeah so he's uh you know very happy for him and I can't wait for him to do his thing.
0: Yeah. As well, I mean there's a lot of back and forth between him and John Jones. John Jones mm-hmm. is looking is looking the other way but he might have to look back if if Izzy does get that big win. You know that, that has to happen
1: man. That has to happen. I think that's <laughs> uh, I think that's definitely getting set up. Yeah, oh, man, it's gonna be huge when it does. So, I'm in yeah. on that uh, on that uh, on that card too when that happens
0: too. So, yeah. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Well, look, I, I just said I'd I'd end it with a few impressions because that's the yeah. reason why you followed me, man. A few Here fight impressions, go. if you want. I don't know what. I mean, you said you're you're a WWE fan as well, didn't you? Yeah. Well, hell, I do. Stone Cold Steve Austin. And I watched some of your fights. I love some of your fights. What? I thought they were absolutely incredible. The way you went today with Max Holloway, he's a tough son, of a bitch. What?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, unreal. Man. I love it how you can talk about whatever you want. Like, I thought maybe. You know, when, you, when you're talking, you're going to have certain lines, but you can just say whatever you want with, with these voices. It's pretty incredible.
0: Oh, man. Oh, man, when I do Mike Tyson, I just quote what I talk. You know, we we were talking about oh. you, when you play rugby, man, you know, and the way you used to throw all them around, man. You used to throw these guys around with a foot taller than you, man. That's incredible, you know, and and, and you were the man of the match. It's amazing. You know, it's incredible stuff, <laughs> No, I made my comeback. I hope you like my fight against Woodlands sooner. I know a lot of people tuned in. You know? Yeah,
1: but I wanted to, I was about to close my eyes and start talking back to him, talking to Tyson. But like, That's incredible. I well, you got one
0: more for me? I'll, I'll, oh, I've, go. I've got a couple. i got Tyson Fury. To tell you the truth, Anthony Joshua, I can't wait to fight him. I'll knock him out, right? You watch, Alex. I can't wait. He's a bum. Him, Deontay Wilder, the rest of them, they're all bums. I'm the greatest fighter that I've ever lived. Everybody knows that.
1: Fuck <laughs> wow, my, that is so good.
0: Well, I, so I,
1: good.
0: I used some neat ideas as well. You know? It was amazing. I watched the fight. I didn't think it was good. You know, I seen Dustin and Conor. I mean, Conor wants nothing to do with me, so fuck it. You know, fuck it. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so good, right? <laughs> eh? And, and I listen. Like, I have one more. I, I have Connor as well, I have to say, I, I've calmed down a lot. You know what I mean? Since, since um, you know, since my, my, my you know, shenanigans with the likes of Chad and Jose a couple of years ago, has to be sportsmanship in there. You know what I mean, Alex? Uh, but if you want some, come get some. That's all I'm saying. If you want some, come get some. So, hundred uh, percent, absolutely. Um, I, I will. I will come back from this. You know so. You, you learn from, from from these mistakes in fights, and I will come back very strong, so absolutely. <laughs> 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 As well, I want to do Joe Rogan yeah, yeah. before you go. Wow, you're an incredible guest on in our podcast. We absolutely loved it so much. Thank you so much for coming on, sir. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I see Jamie I pull that. up the picture of you in your rugby career, man. It was amazing, incredible. <laughs>
1: 214 pounds of that. Mate, oh, that's incredible. That's incredible, mate. I appreciate uh, you doing that. It was a good one uh, too, mate. That was the, I, I like your choice of uh impersonating uh who you're impersonating because uh, that, that was all unreal. Thank you for so much uh, for that. I appreciate oh, that. Jesus, I need to I need it, mate. You need to give me that clip as well.
0: Yes, uh, we'll, that. we'll we'll get that clip. Don't don't worry. <laughs> right, we'll cool. get that too clip. Easy, man. Honestly, I appreciate um, it. Alex Volkanovsky, thank you so much for coming on, man. Um, a real pleasure. It's the, the first ever champion we've had on this, this podcast. Uh, current current champion. So it's, it's, it's a big one for this podcast. And we re- really appreciate you coming on, mate. Best look at UFC 260 against Brian Ortega. We'll, we'll be watching them. I'll be rooting you on. So I, I can't wait for it, pal.
1: Mate. Thank you so much for having me again. I'm a big fan. I'll be keeping an eye on all your work. And uh, hopefully soon you can get an uh, impersonation of me. I don't know if you... I will. Be a, I'll, I'll give a it a go. I'll give it a go. One a of my b- mates... A bogan Aussie, a bogan Aussie. <laughs> well,
0: one of my mates actually <laughs> attempted a Dan Hooker impression on the weekend. He was doing it okay, before yeah. the fight. I think Dan Hooker replied to him on Instagram. Schaefer Bates is his name. You should check him out oh, too. Okay. He's, he's pretty oh, good as well. Too.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, unreal, man. Now, I- thanks again, mate. Really appreciate it. Again, big fan. I'm um, glad I got... Up this podcast. Legend. Legend. Thanks, Alex.
0: Build your own unique bets and get the odds instantly with Betfred's Pick Your Punt Builder. Corners, cards, goal scorer and more. They've got them all. Download the Betfred app to build your own unique bets with instant odds. 18BGambleAware.org. Singles only. Pick Your Punt Builder is available on selected matches at Betfred's discretion. Visit Betfred.com/slash promotions for more information and for full terms and conditions.